You're listening to Heart and Hustle Podcast, where we boss so hard. I'm Angelica Yard. And I'm Charisma Moran. Join us every week to discuss entrepreneurship, creativity, business, balance, and life. Take control of your business and your life, and never forget to dream big, work hard, repeat. Hey guys! Hello! So we are back after my birthday week. Exciting! So I just recently turned 29, which is mind-blowing. Um, and I know, I feel so old. You're not old. Like, I it's know. So I'm, I'm excited, though, for next year because I'm going to have a huge 30th birthday. I'm very as excited. we've, like, been planning since before <laughs> yes, I turned like 29. Two years so ago. So I'm pretty excited about that. And yeah. uh, I spent most of the weekend at Universal and Disney, so I really can't complain. Like, I pretty much just went back and forth between the two. I was actually at Universal. Universal yesterday as well. Right. So it's just been a pretty yeah, magical like, relaxation. Yesterday it's because it's more sad. Yeah, I was like saying. birthday and then it got really well, sad. like, so right before my birthday, David Bowie died. Yeah. And right after, Alan Rickman died. So I've kind of been like, those days I was like, I'm not doing anything. And I really didn't. I was just like depressed. And I was like, it, so it was, it was a weird week. It was a weird week. Yeah. Um, but no, like for... My birthday, since David Boy had just passed away, I pretty much turned 29 while dancing in my underwear listening to Heroes, and it was fantastic. I feel like that's the best way that you can yes, turn 29. You can't, you can't do... David Bowie would appreciate I know. That's what I was like. I feel like he'd appreciate the weirdness of it. And then um, yesterday, we actually went to Hogwarts and went by the, uh, the potions class and right. saw... The uh, tribute to Alan Rickman and stuff, which was really awesome. And there, there's there been a lot of people going out to the parks and, yeah. like, you know, raising their wands and stuff like that. So it's, it's... Yeah. I feel like that's a really surreal thing to have a place where you can memorialize yeah. one of it his is. most, like, memorable characters. Like, that's insane. Yeah. And it's right down the street from you. So that's... Exactly. Crazy. Yeah. And I say, like, they have a Harry Potter celebration coming at the end of the month. I saw like, that. a big thing that they Sad. do every year. So, um, when they do that, they're going to do, like, a bigger thing for him. So, I'm sure there'll be a lot of fans and everything out there remembering how awesome he is. Um, I think it was Seth Meyers recently tweeted right after. He's like, there's few things in life that I appreciate and enjoy more in life than hearing Alan Rickman sigh. And I'm like, that is so true. Like, like, just the way that he just, like, has that long, dramatic sigh is, like, perfect. I thought about, like, because I just watched Love actually during the holiday season. Yes, yes. that one scene with him and the guy that plays Mr. Bean is like my favorite yes. thing in the entire movie. It takes like forever exactly. for him to like rapping. He's like, let me put this on right. it. And, I love that. Which they just took that off Netflix. I'm really sad. I know. So hopefully we can't go back on. and watch it. They should put all of the things they that should. They on really there. should. They that did it with Robin amazing. Williams. I think they did a really good job of putting a lot of Robin. They Williams need to do that. Things. Well, John and I have been listening to all the Harry Potter books on tape because we're ourselves. Yeah. And uh, because it's the day that ends in a Y. Yeah, but the guy who does um like he reads it he does a different voice for yeah i heard that her friend just told me she was it's so good and he has a really good snape too so it's impressive um and so yesterday was mlk day well it's one of my favorite holidays i love mlk day when you're from atlanta it's a big deal. I can't there are parades. I was in a parade once, like with my dance class and we did the baton. It's Maybe that's like <gasps> something we need to do is just like go visit Atlanta. It, I know. It, it, it I've really never, is a big deal. I've never been to Atlanta, period. <gasps> I know. I know. <laughs> I know. I know. I know. Road trip. And it's not that far. Driving and we drive on. through Georgia all the time, so that's why it's so yeah. bad because we go to the Carolinas a lot. Right. So I'm like, we drive through, but we just have never gotten out there. To drive in. 
con all together oh, yeah. at the end of like it's like September. When is it? I don't I know. September, October. I'm, I'm down. And we all just need to go because it's such a fun road trip to do with friends as opposed yeah. to doing it by yourself. Like when you have more than one couple or more people doing it, it's. It's weird, too, because I feel like I know a lot of people from Atlanta, so I feel (laughs) like I would, you know, have a really great time because I'd be directed in all the right, you know, directions. Yeah, what's great is that the MLK museums are always open, like, you can go to his house, his childhood home, you go to the church at his, like, father preached at, where he preached at, like, all that stuff is still there. Wow, that's... We need to do it! Yeah, I can't believe... I'm, like, really disappointed in myself now that I'm (laughs) I didn't even know that, like, all... Like, no, that's crazy. Yeah, we're doing that. We're doing (laughs) that. And then this week was also a big week for you. Yeah, it's first week of school down the hatch for uh, my poor child. (laughs) (laughs) But she loves it, though. She does love it. The first um, day was weird because all of them were weird. Because it's like right after Christmas. It was was the first first day for most of them. Oh, we're coming in. Yeah. Kids are transitioning because they come from the tiny kids classroom into that classroom. And that's such a transition classroom. I think it's like. 10 months to 15 months so you're not even there that long you're just kind of toddling along until you can walk and then basically go <laughs> like they kick you out but she liked it and thursday she was all smiles and the teachers are just like she's a good eater <laughs> that is, the that is so get back true. From the teacher. they're like she's a good eater <laughs> i'll say she like eats all the time. All like, we things. had a craft night, and <laughs> she, she ate, ate like, all the popcorn. She, like, took off with the bowl, and she was like, I'll eat all of this now. <laughs> there are three adults there yeah. crafting, and there's my daughter eating all Well, it's great, because, like, you went into the other room, and she just kind of looked at Melissa and I, like, I dare you to try to take this popcorn. <laughs> and we're like, you're good, you can have it. Like, I don't know, she's intimidating yeah, for a one-year-old. <laughs> she is. It's serious business. So it's exciting, because they, um... The chef there is amazing. Like, he makes really amazing Well, food. I'm sure that she's, like, growing a lot, and she's probably going to be tall. Yeah. She has Just a guess that she'll be tall. <laughs> so, I'm assuming that that's why she needs all the food. Yeah. Understandable. Crazy gross. She's grown, like, a couple of inches just in the past two weeks. It's insane. Like, overnight, one day, we had stuff on the edge of, like, our dresser, and she couldn't reach it. And I kid you not, she woke up the next day, and she just... Could reach it, and we're like, "What happened overnight?" Wait, how tall are you right now? Right now, how tall am I? <laughs> like you've changed, <laughs> like in the past. <laughs> yeah. Well, she'll probably, I feel like, be in that range. Yeah, she'll. They say she'll be like five nine. That's what they say, but we'll see. Oh, I feel like kids are getting like bigger now. So yeah, at least that's what's happening the when I look around. Here have grown. I think it's because all the people. Don't aren't from here because I feel like Floridians by nature are very tiny people. When really? I first moved here, oh, I and didn't know that. I was really like freaked out about how small everyone <laughs> was <laughs> because in other states people aren't this tiny, that's and I feel weird. like the shelves are a lot like lower than they really? are in other feel, places. That's crazy because for me, like when I'm walking around my kitchen, I'm like, this kitchen was made for giants. <laughs> well, you're the, but it's newer. That's why yeah. it's like a brand new, so it's a lot bigger as opposed to our kitchen. Yeah. And your, your old kitchen was made for like that's true. Normal tiny size. I mean, people. I couldn't get around in that kitchen either. <laughs> like I have a ladder that I use You're to get around small. in the kitchen. That's, I feel like Floridians <laughs> are very tiny people, and maybe it's because like everyone's retired. Probably, <laughs> but I'm not, so I don't know what that says about me. Just, I'm I just challenged. feel very tall. I remember when I first moved here. One of the first things we were in the store, and we were in line. And I could just clearly see over everyone's head. And that just made me freaked out. I was like, I cannot live here. People do not grow. <laughs> Man, 
one. I've never even noticed that. But my everyone in my family is very tall. Yeah. Like you have giants in your family. Yeah. And I'm just the shortest person in my entire family by a lot. (laughs) Pretty much when you turn thirteen you're taller than me, so I'm sure that your daughter will be taller than me. (laughs) Like by her like twelfth birthday or so. You know. But anyway, so today we're going to be talking about basically career changes. Like when you own a business or you're an entrepreneur and you kind of just go in a different direction and what that transition is like and everything. And we have a special guest today. Exciting. Yeah. My husband is here to be our correspondent today because he is the master of all change. (laughs) (laughs) He he has had several career transitions since I've met him. me, Me as well. But, I mean, we'll be also talking about, like, going from having a normal job and then going to the big jump, as they call it. Because I think January is when a lot of people have decided to start their business and go in yeah. full time and not go up to their job anymore. So, this is a perfect time to talk about how to do that without falling on your head. So, basically, last summer, um, I kind of realized that I was falling... Well, it was before that, but that's when I admitted it out loud to friends. I realized that I was falling out of love with wedding photography and family photography. Right. And um, I started kind of talking to friends about it and being like, I just really don't think that this is my calling anymore. And for me, like, wedding photography is so serious and I love, love, love my clients. And so in order for me to do it, I have to be 100%. I know that there's jobs that people have where they're like, I'm just going to go and get my paycheck or whatever. Right. But to me, when you are a wedding photographer, when you are a family photographer, you cannot hone it in. You have to be 100%. Right. You have to know that, like, this is my calling. I'm 100% passionate about this. Every day I'm bringing it 110%. And, you know, I love it and I'm giving it my all. And also, I want to say that it's one of those careers that you work constantly like I've never and it's funny because I've talked to people that have been wedding photographers or family photographers and have done other things and all of them say like the hardest and most time-consuming job they've ever had is being a photographer and I think that one of the reasons why is because you do everything that a regular entrepreneur does I mean sure a lot of us have to do our own accounting and this and that and whatever but on top of that you're doing excessive editing so like especially with weddings it's like it's a lot of editing on top of everything else so if you're not out outsourcing too much of your stuff and even if you are outsourcing a few things it ends up being like very time consuming so you have to be 100% into it you know and so I was kind of falling out of love with it and one of the things I was noticing is that whenever I would hang out with a friend who also owned a business it would normally be almost like a pitch like hey charisma I have this business idea um, can I take you out to coffee and run it by yeah. you? And I'd Can be I pick like, your brain? <laughs> yeah, and I'd be like, all right. And so this just kind of became something that I've been doing over the years, like, without really realizing it. And one day I was like, wait a second, I'm consulting. <laughs> like, and I've been doing it for quite some time. And it's funny because I just think of it as, like, meeting up with a friend. But right. friends would always be so adamant. Like, I would go out with a friend and talk to them about business. And then afterwards they would, like, they first of all, they would insist on, buying my tea while we were at Starbucks or paying for my lunch while we were there. And then afterwards they would like send me over like a gift card and I'd be like, what, why are you doing this? Like, this is just so unnecessary, but it's because I wasn't looking at it from the fact of like, I really was helping them get their business together. Right. So I kind of, I think I talked to like John first and then you, Melissa and David and just kind of ran the idea by you guys. And of course you guys were all like super supportive. I ran it by a few um, other friends who are photographers and they were like, yeah, we totally get it. You should do it. So 
basically, long of the short, um, like in the early fall, I started consulting for other businesses. Right. Um, and it kind of happened faster than I normally like to do things. Because you know me, like I like yeah. to like sit say, it's really ponder like for whole, two like, years. All in <laughs> yeah. for you, which is really different because you're usually, like you said, like a really well thought out, slow changing yes. I really don't like... And now you have, like, clients who are like, I'm, hey, help. Yeah, I'll say, like, I'm adaptable, but I don't, if it's something that I'm doing, I normally don't jump into change. So I was hesitant when I got a call early fall with a client that was like, I need to hire you immediately. Um, I'm starting up a business, and I have no idea about social media, and I want to hire you right now. And so I was kind of like, oh, my God, I haven't... <laughs> Sat and like contemplate. I'm such like, like a. The client is not ready. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, it's not ready. So I actually started um, doing consulting before actually having my site up right. and things like that. Um, and just kind of, you know, knowing that it was what I wanted to do. I had, again, it was something that I've done without really thinking much about it, done for free for friends for years. And I knew that I wanted to make that change. And because of Equal and Forever, I had the money to go ahead and say, you know what, I'm going to stop focusing on weddings and everything and just move forward with consulting and equal and forever. And I'm still doing photography, but that's that's the crazy part is that I'm doing now um, fine art and freelance. And what I've noticed is I personally, I mean, I don't know if like it's okay to say this, but I feel like my photography is better than it's been in years. Like, I feel like I recaptured what I started out with way back in the day yeah. when I had such a passion for it, when I absolutely was in love with it. And a lot of what I'm doing now is more stuff that's kind of social activism photography, if, right. if you could say. Like, that's kind of what I want to focus on. And it's great to be able to have that freedom and say, this is how I want to edit yeah. it. This is how I want to shoot it. And it's really, I don't have to it's answer to Yeah, exactly. It's yours yeah. and your art. Like, exactly. It's just art at this point and it's not really work when you're creating art. It's something that you really enjoy. Exactly. And what I like about having, uh, well, thinking about you as a photographer now versus before is that it's not a lot of rushing. You don't feel like you're rushed on the schedule. Yeah, You can put things out mm-hmm. when you feel like it. And if you ever wanted to do editorial pieces, which you can, yeah. you can do it, you know, you understand how it works, so you can work on a schedule, but you yeah. know how to do it. And the schedule is much different, and I think it's easier to work through right. the schedule when you're passionate exactly. about it. You know what I mean? It's like, it's not like, oh my god, I, I can't wait it. for this to get out. Not yeah, like, I can't exactly. wait so-and-so to put this on their mantle, or send to yeah, grandma, it's, it's, or whatever. It's different. It's different. And you know, I feel like it's also, it's great that I have that skill set because now I'm using it for clients right. to be able to do kind of like custom stock photography for them. Which is which exciting. is Yeah, which is great. And, and it's also something. It's a big niche right it now. Is. Like it's such a big opportunity because I think all companies, especially as we work with brands, and so it's so important for brands to utilize their own photography and people step away from just like generic stock photography you need something that speaks to your customers that speaks about your story and pictures tell a big part of that story and it's important for brands and companies to know to hire people that can capture that story and I think people like you have definitely changed well I was gonna say like when I'm sitting here because it's basically the main the largest package that I offer is a two-month pack two-month package and we're getting to the very nitty-gritty of their brand and who they are, what their brand is, and all of that. Right. And so who better than me to provide them with that photography? Exactly. It's, it's fantastic, really. So, But, yeah, so when I kind of was, you know, getting ready to start out and find my – I was very obsessed with the idea of, like, what is my title going to be? Because i just been used <laughs> to thinking of myself – 
as a wedding and family photographer. This is a real thing. And it was guys. really stressful for me to like not identify. I was like, are people gonna think like it just bothered me if people were gonna think of me as a photographer. I don't know how to explain it. It's yep. just like Because it's, it's just so weird. It's to me. your core identity. Yeah, really. it's such a large part of my identity. So I remember sitting here with you guys and like bothering David because David is so good at this stuff. And I asked him like it was pretty much like because basically the title is Branding and social media uh, marketing consultant. But I had like 80 variations of that. And I'm like, which one, David? Which one? And he was just like, I cannot deal with you right now. But the reason that I really wanted to ask him is because he's kind of been going through a similar transition. Um, So I would love for you to share more about that, David. Well, um, transitions. Uh, it's It's been rough. Um, <laughs> <laughs> right out the gate, like, right it's out been the gate. Rough. I mean, most it's times, like, I, mean, <laughs> I mean, there's there's a lot that happens that you know, for me personally, it's something that I've been thinking a lot about. Um, I tend to internalize a lot of like how I feel because um, I may think it may not be important. I may think that you know, getting the job done is way more important than like how I feel in that particular you know environment, um, but transitioning um so what has been your transition before we get started i don't even think people like really know what you did before what you do now so talk about so when i first started out um i was a graphic designer um most like basic graphic designer you could find um this was the days before google was really popular where you can like oh here's a tutorial that you can like find and learn all these cool things um I remember my mom would like knock on the door and be like, you still alive? Because I only came out at like nighttime to get food um, and go back in like You're my room. You're basically and, like, a vampire. Work. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, and it was, it was kind of a thing that I found so much passion in doing it. It was cool. I mean, I could do things my friends couldn't do. They didn't even understand like how to turn on a computer um, and how to get on the internet properly. Here I was like modifying my computer, adding RAM to, you know, make Photoshop run faster and do all these different things. Um, but I actually stopped doing that for, I think, a solid year and a half and did sales. Um, and I was working this is for... This me. Yeah. I feel like I'm learning right now. Like, I'm like, <laughs> I, I like the biography of David <laughs> yeah, yeah, I did, uh, I did sales for a solid year. Um, selling phones in a kiosk um, in a very dead mall in a very dead city. Um, <laughs> Were you, like, a really happy, friendly... Like, obviously, like, sales is nothing... Like, it does have to do with your career, but it doesn't. But I'm like, were you, like, really happy and nice, or were you just like, whatever, buy this? Um, <laughs> I was kind of neutral. Uh, it depended... So you're very neutral. So yeah. it, it depended on uh, who was really working with me that day. Um, if it was, like my favorite person to work with, then, you know, we'd be there from, like, 9 in the morning, mall is dead, and we're already hitting numbers and being number one for, like, that day. Um, but if it was somebody that wasn't really that pleasurable to work with, it was, like, kind of like this tension hanging in the air, and you're like, oh, this person that I have to work with, they never do, like, this right, or, you know, whatever. Um, and then after that, I realized that it wasn't necessarily my passion to be a salesperson. Um, I didn't like a lot of the practices that were happening. Uh, I wasn't able to really affect any change from that level where I was. Um, and even if I did move up, I would have to, you know, kind of engage in like the whole backbiting and stabbing and word political. You don't want to be a evil person. <laughs> no. You don't want to be a villain. <laughs> no. 
You're like um, Wolf of Wall Street all of a sudden. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it was really fun. It taught me a lot. Um, and it really made me kind of rediscover my passion for being a creative. Uh, so from there, I pretty much decided that, you know, I really wanted to do something in this field where I found this passion. Um, and jumped back into design and basically applied to literally thousands of, like, places. Uh, this is literally on the heels, not, not even on the heels. It was literally the time when the recession was happening. Um, and... To late 2008, yeah, and it was crazy. You know, I'm sending out application after application. I eventually got hired at a uh, a real estate office, um, and my goal or job there was to pretty much bring them into the 21st century. Um, and it was one of the times when I ended up getting fired for like the first time as well. Oh, and that's not so fun. <laughs> it, it it was under some really ridiculous like reasons. She was like, "You're not making us any money." And I was like, I'm sorry, my job was, like, you literally told me my job is to build you a new website, you know, train your staff on social media, give them the tools that they need to, you know, make money. Yeah. And I did that. You know, everyone's understanding it. They're able to grow. Um, and there's still a lot of companies today that don't understand that value, yes. by the way. Yes. Yeah. I mean, back then, I guess it was a little bit more excusable because Twitter had been out for a couple of years. Yeah, I think Twitter was only a year old. Social media <laughs> it was, was a baby. <laughs> yeah, for us, I mean, for MySpace us. was dying. There was no corporate integration with Facebook, so right, Twitter right. was literally the only thing people were using yeah. to connect with mm-hmm. brands at that time. I mean, and social media in itself was still in its infancy. Even things like blogging, people were like, "Oh, I have a blog with all these followers!" Ha 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 ha! And yeah. you know, they're raking in Google AdSense money, and then you're like, so "What?" That was great money. Good times. Um, <laughs> And then, you know, rules changed, things got a little bit more serious. But in the course of transitions, I've learned that a lot of times it's really dependent. Um, And even this most recent transition late last year, uh, I learned that it was very, very important, the people who I had around me. Um, Because each time before, it was kind of like I was trying to handle it on my own. Um, And I couldn't make sense of it. I guess I'm the type of person that would dedicate themselves so much to kind of like whatever that position is that I'm holding that, you know, things like my relationships with friends and family, um, even my girlfriend at the time, who's now my awesome wife, um, all suffered because, you know, I focused a little bit too much on the wrong things at that moment. Um, So it was very, very, I guess, tough to learn that lesson. And, you know, sometimes it could take a person uh, a year it could take a person five years. For me, it took ten years. Um, but what's important is you just start putting people around yeah. you that you know are really supportive, really you know helpful. Those that aren't just going to be nice to you to like make you feel better, but those that are like, you know what? Why are you? What? What's wrong with you? Like I'm look, that person. Yeah, <laughs> I think I'm a person with everyone. So I'm like, true. stop whining and get well, stuff Well, I was literally done. just going to say, like, I feel like maybe that's the reason why I was able to transition into consulting so much quicker is because in the past, like, when I transitioned from a regular job to owning my own business, I didn't really have creative friends, like right. I said in previous podcasts. And now I have, like, this awesome group of creative friends. And, like, when I told you guys, you guys are just like, Do yeah, it. especially <laughs> David is, like, 
the the name, like the title, it's like you can change the title, but you just need to get in the driver's right. seat and move forward. And Melissa's like, we need to do this website. Like, when are we doing exactly. it? Exactly. Let's do it. Why and you're just like, done? girl, back. Stop. Come back when you have it done. Stop Come back when you have well, it you done. Well, you were just like, I'm thinking about working with clients. I'm like, just do it. Because even you can get the branding done later. And I think because we work with brands so often, that's what David and I do. That's what our business is, is that we work with brand and creating strategies and things like that. It's just important to do the work because the work yes. represents the mm-hmm. brand. If you have this great website and a great name and all those things, and then I go to your portfolio and there's nothing there, I don't want to hire you. You have no proof of purchase. Like you can't. I say, which is great because as of right now, I have all portfolio and no exactly. website. So <laughs> we'll see. Hopefully, I have the website done by the yeah, end of this week. But you uh, now have week, clients now that are yeah, it's yeah. all portfolio and everything's driving returns right now. For exactly, you, which is great. And the you know the benefit of that in building like your personal brand and handling this transition is the fact that you already knew what your mission was, like mm-hmm. what you wanted to accomplish with it, and you already had kind of like your passion driving you behind that as well. Um, so, I mean. I'm not going to lie. I procrastinate on things pretty much David often. Yard is right? but, um, procrastination. Right? So, like, I've gotten this down to, like, a science. Like, it's, for me, it's, like, not even necessarily the procrastination. It's more like this quote by, uh, what was it, Abraham Lincoln, I want to say. Um, if I have to chop down, like, a tree and I'm given six hours, I'm going to spend five hours sharpening the knife. Like, that's, like, true. I mean, true. for me, it's, true. like, it's kind of like that. Um and so, you know, it's... But does that mean you're spending five hours preparing? And no, the last... no, Okay, no. because that's it's what the quote is about. Just so we're clear. No, it's not about. <laughs> and I guess this goes also back to, you know, things like how I internalize a lot. Um, people kind of look at me like, oh, you're spacing out. I'm like, no, I'm just not here with this foolishness that you're doing right now. Um, or I'd be like, yeah, what you said triggered an idea and I'm sitting here and I'm thinking about like what steps are required to really get there. What tools and so do you I you always seem like, like you're really analyzing every, like at least for a 10 minute section every time <laughs> I hang out with you. Like if there's a group of people, like if it's just you and I talking, then we're talking and engaged. But if it's a group of people, there's definitely a time where I can turn to you and expect that you will just be like quiet and analyzing the whole situation. In the, in the David space. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think it's important, like you were talking about putting in the work, and we were talking about putting in the work, is that you put in the work, David, for a million years. A million years. Um, and we decided to actually make Seminality a thing in 2009. So right after 2008, after you got like a, we were like, let's, let's do it. So did you guys find in 2009, like after the recession and everything, that it was one of those things where, you know the market was horrible so you could just go out and try this thing and do it on your own and kind of because that's where I kind of yeah. was I was I like I think everybody was yeah that point. And <laughs> that's kind of like started, and I didn't have any yeah. like small business owners to talk to that were friends at right. the time but I was just kind of like you know what I've always known I wanted to in the back of my head I knew what I wanted to own my business I was in college at the time and I wasn't in love with my major and I was like you know what let's just do this yeah so I think a lot of people were starting to do it I think that's what yeah. really you know drove forward like people like I think about Graham Smith, who is a designer, or like just so many names. Like I think about all these people. So many, who are like just so many people in the photography world. People stuff started, started at that time, like Jasmine Star. Yeah, absolutely, that time. absolutely. Um, there's just so many people who just all just it was a creative boom. Explosion. Because it was like, yeah, it was like, like it was like explosion. an internet renaissance. It, it really so was. Great. I, I wish it. I think when the, our kids look at like 
the internet and like mm-hmm. the creative industries and social media, there will be an internet renaissance because yes. you know there was a big internet bubble and everybody said get off the internet, do not put your business on the internet. You lost all this money, mm-hmm. and then around two thousand and nine, right after we lost all of our money in mortgages, we yes. went online and now there's been this huge renaissance of digital and creative in, um, agencies, which is great. And I say you guys got in on that at a great time, especially considering what you do. Yeah, <laughs> right. and I mean, we're in an area uh, that worked out great because nobody was really doing anything here. Yeah, but at the same time, it was really tough um because people didn't understand yeah what it, it was you have to do a lot more like, explaining oh, so you know um a lot of the strategy was i guess for me going back to what you said about observing situations um i wanted to know how like companies in the creative space were going to handle like this recoil um so i ended up working for a couple advertising agencies uh insurance marketing startup um Another advertising agency that rebranded Daytona Beach for something one year. I remember um, that. The yeah, Seize the Daytona. Yeah, it was yeah. it was amazing. Um, and seeing kind of like how a lot of these things happened, I was like, oh, this is kind of cool. But they're all kind of dealing with people who have money to survive like these events. Like, yeah. you know, large companies, large places and so on. Yeah, Daytona um, Beach is not like going bankrupt anytime yeah. soon that we know of. So... Not dealing with them on a large scale is different than the small business owner, which, which we focus on. Yeah. They don't understand. And they had no idea, still to this yeah. day, have no idea how to use the digital space to help create revenue for yeah. their businesses. And these are people who, you know, their life savings are in this business. Like, this is what they were building to pass on as, like, a legacy to their children, to, you know, other things. And... You know, this whole shift happened where that huge creative explosion, you know, kind of came and caught them off guard. And they're like, I have to hire, what, an SEO person? I have to hire a graphic designer? Wait, I need photography now? Wait, what is this whole content market? What is blogging? Yeah. Um, what is the Twitters? Um, <laughs> you know, these are like... How do all I tweet? The, yeah, I remember so, a lot of that. How do I get on the Twitters and tweet? Yeah. <laughs> and so it went from the position where, you know, you're waiting for your moment to really do something to being in a leadership position and not having, yeah. like, necessarily... I was going to say, support. we definitely, yeah. I think, have transitioned from being like, we're learning, we're learning, we're learning, to now we're at a place where we're sharing our knowledge and mm-hmm. we're actively seeking opportunities to share them we're speaking a lot more we're going to community events to share how we've gone on this journey which has been a totally a 10-year journey but i mean professionally it's been like a what how many years seven nine year journey what's 2000 for me it's professionally 10 yeah uh, professionally, professionally 10. 15 <laughs> Yes. Well, yeah, you're you're crazy. For me, it's been ten years. <laughs> and I'll say, like for me, it felt like a really organic change to move. Like, and I'm sure for some people they won't get it, but I feel like if you've, if you've ever done it, to move from photography to consultant, it was really organic yeah. because I built my own business, not really knowing what I was doing. I every mistake that I could make, I probably have made somewhere yeah. along the way, <laughs> and I've learned, you know, everything that I could learn about it, and then. I've been working with a lot of businesses and been passionate about small business ownership. I'm obviously passionate about women of color in business and just women in business and young people in business and just small business in general. So for me, it was a really organic change. So do you think that like for you guys going from graphic design to just having your full on agency, was that like a very organic, you know, easy kind of like, oh, did the path make sense for you? Was it, you know? Yeah, I think it did for me. I don't know if it was the no, same. No, it was you. confusing for me. Uh, it's easy because they're me like, I things. feel like there's people that would look in and be like, "Oh, 
they're graphic designers and they're still graphic designers. But like what you guys do now is very intense. Like if yeah. someone goes onto your website and looks at the offerings, <laughs> it's like a lot. It's, <laughs> it's a lot. So it you guys confusing. handle and juggle a lot now. It was confusing because I didn't stay a graphic designer. Um, I moved into being a web developer as well. Um, and it was a completely different kind of uh, logical approach to problem solving. Um, but still within a creative yeah. field, which I think when you need, when you're looking for a transition, you need really need to think about your strengths and your weaknesses. And for you, lo- like being logical is a strength for you. However, design most of the time is illogical because especially when you're designing for clients, they want you to create things for them. <laughs> you're like, it is straight up illogical. <laughs> I mean, and especially back then, you really didn't have a say as a designer. No. Yeah. They just told you what you what they wanted. You you're didn't order say, taker. that's bad. Like, this is bad yeah. for your business. Now I can say, like, no, we will not put neon purple on your business card. Like, it's not okay. But back then, if they wanted neon purple in Comic Sans, you put neon purple in Comic Sans. And yeah. that's very frustrating for somebody Ooh, that, that like, sound, I'm to just, create logical I'm visualizing that and it seems very yeah. bad. It's like if you show up to a photography I'm sure in the beginning there oh, are yeah. people who wore oh, yeah. outfits or had makeup or did things. Like, I'm very lucky control. that I kind of came in after the time of like selective coloring. Like there were still oh, some people goodness. doing yes, it. But totally. for the most part it was like oh. over so I never had been put in that position but it was like towards the end of it and there was definitely so a lot of people me, that got cut and stopped stuck in there. coloring is like black and white. Yeah, it would be like a purple. red rose, like a bride holding like a red rose yes. and the rose is red and the rest is I black totally. and white. And it's just, I can imagine the soft glow. Yeah, it's and rough. The right was like, was yeah. kind of big in like that time frame. Yeah. It was, And yeah. like really bad. <laughs> yeah. Vignetting, not good vignetting. And there was like, there was definitely like when I started, there was a thing of like, you know, because there was, they were starting to do, like, really great, like, presets and stuff that were, like, film. Yeah. But then there were some that were really overdone. Yeah, yeah. So I know that was kind of I can't even imagine the film strip that. ones with, like, the little yes, textures. Yeah. And all those Photoshop Because that's when, like, wow. Instagram really first started, like, way back then. Yeah. And back then, Instagram was just a platform for photographers. Nobody else was on exactly. it. Exactly. Like, if you go way back through, like, years and years and years on my Instagram, like, you'll see really horrible photos <laughs> with that, like, horrible filter, yeah. like, from way back. But day. and you use your finger, you will exercise. You scroll. <laughs> it's way yeah, I down there. Scroll. I usually go down and I'm like, God, should I delete all this? Because this is horrible. And I'm like, No, you got you got to start from somewhere. So everyone starts from somewhere, which is important. That's another thing that we talk about. You start from somewhere. So doing things like research is so important when yeah. you're looking to make a transition. Let's say I also find that like now that I've made the transition fully, I can fit a little bit more on my plate. Yeah, which sounds it weird sounds really like you have a lot more time. Which is yeah, not saying you have ton of time, but you have like yeah, more time to actually. I feel do like what it took me to longer to do everything when I was kind of falling out of love with my career, and now it's like I have time for this podcast. Right? That would never <laughs> happened at all. I'm working on other creative projects, and I know that you guys like do a million and one things. I keep doing like... projects. <laughs> I need to stop. I have like a thing that I'm working on for February, which is a passion Every project. time I come over, you have something new on the screen and I'm like, oh, what's this? And you're like, that's another project I'm working <laughs> on. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's fun though. Like if, when you find your passion to do something, I think you kind of enter a different realm of time. Um, and you kind of find that there's not like enough that. time for you mm-hmm. to get things done. And so you realize, and you start taking a look at the things that really matter in your life. Mm-hmm. Um, does four hours of television at nighttime really benefit me five, ten years from now? Probably yeah. not. So now I'm going to take this four or five hours and I'm going to probably, you know, one year I took it and I wrote a book. Um, 
and a bunch of other things that I don't even remember now. But it's like those things I can look back on and I'm like, yeah, you know, here's my process. And, you know, once you get involved, and of course you have your community, you're very passionate about doing things, you can now like really take advantage of, you know, kind of like your own little Justice League of people, like your strengths and abilities and yep. getting stuff done. Um, and really amp up your game. So like, I love that he it, just said Justice League of People, <laughs> by the way. I'm, you know you're listening to the Art and Hustle podcast. And there is at least one nerd reference, and there have been many. Because yeah. we started out talking about also, Harry Potter. Like, I like to think of us as like the Fantastic Four plus two. <laughs> Accurate. Accurate. Or the Avengers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We, we're just our own. But you're, you're very into Batman, so I get it. Yeah, yeah. you know, that, that's how it Can goes. we be the Justice, Justice League Avengers? <laughs> that's like I'm gonna get calls like this is blasphemy <laughs> yeah we're gonna get like <laughs> blasted by the Marvel fanboys in a couple like tomorrow we're just gonna have to get off Twitter it happens. <laughs> well, you know I think that also brings up a pretty good point about like overall society transitions as well um, we're now facing like a very interesting time where you have a lot of racial tensions a lot of gender roles a lot of you know different things that our parents and their generations beforehand didn't have to deal with um, and I think it's really cool being a creative at this time yes. where the work that we do is a lot of emotions. Um, okay. And there's like this logical side to emotions where, you know, we're not in a fight or flight, you know, sense of space um, and we can think clearly. Or we are feeling threatened to our bubble and we want to do something to kind of, you know, like change that. Sometimes good. Um, most times history has showed us that we haven't really responded the best ways. Um but going forward, I think it's a great opportunity for us all, like, as creatives, as entrepreneurs, you know, even if you're doing this as, like, a side hustle, working your main job, um, don't give up on that. It's, there's something that you can always do. It doesn't matter if you solve the grand global problem. No one ever will. Um, but there's something in your area that you can do. Um, and that's kind of, like, where you find that transitions make a lot more organic sense we're like, this is what I've been doing for, you know, the past five, ten years. Um, and this is where I want to be in the next, you know, ten, twenty years. This is what my ideal day looks like. Um, and then reverse engineer, how am I going to get to this ideal day? Am I going to, you know, keep putting all of my emotional, you know, kind of like balance into a situation that isn't giving me a return on it? Or am I going to do something that, you know, really pushes me to show my work really to you know engage with people and say you know what here's something different that i've discovered that you can also use in your life um so those are a couple of things that i found you know in looking back at where i've been and how i got here from going like designer developer then like senior designer and senior developer and like user experience architect, and then like technical Which lead. So badass. By the way. <laughs> so user is. experience architect. I just wish I could call myself that, even though I don't want to do that at all. <laughs> You're like, how can I? I feel add like you that? really hit like the nail on the head with like if you've lost your passion for something. Like we're entrepreneurs. There's right. a lot of risk in what we do. Period. Exactly. So that's kind of what really finally pushed me is like if you've lost your passion for it, like. What are you totally doing? You're already, ris- you're, it's already a risk with yeah. your job. So like, that's like, I think the first step to knowing like, if you should be making a transition is if the passion isn't there, exactly. you really need to start evaluating like, why am I doing this? And I know like not everyone has um, the means to just say, hey, I'm going to make a huge transition. Right. I I'm going to get, yeah, like, that'd be so great if we could all be like, you know what? I'm just going to quit and start over and whatever. 
Um, but for most of it, it must, it's going to take, you know, some time. So for me, like having Equal and Forever, which I didn't start because of the transition. I just started because it's a passion project right. for me. But having that in the back burner really allowed me to be like, I'm going to take the time and do this transition properly and still have money in my bank account. Exactly. Because I think that my husband and I would appreciate that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we like fancy things and paying our bills. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm a fan of it. <laughs> So what would you guys say, like, that someone should do if they are considering making a huge or, you know, minuscule change to their career and they're an entrepreneur? Like, what are some things that they should do, like, while going about that process? I am a big fan of, like, writing things down and being visual about where you are now, where you want to go, where you see yourself in five years. Like, having just a plan, like a five-year plan helps you understand that you may not love what you're doing. When we did our five-year plan, I think a couple years ago, I just like found it the other day, and it's so funny. But we sat down, we did a five-year plan, we talked about all the things that we wanted to do. And for my career choices, I was honestly like, I don't want to be working and I for anyone, and I don't. Like, that's something that I did. I didn't even think about that I was taking the steps to do it, but writing it down really helps me visualize where I want to be. And I think it's so important to know where you want to be, because if you don't know where you want to be, then how can you make the change to begin with? Like, how do you know that you have some place to go from just being unhappy? You have to know that I'm unhappy. What can I do to solve my unhappiness? What can I be, What can I do to be happy? I love my job. I love getting up every day and people think we're crazy. All of us. <laughs> like, we like to work all of the time. And that's all we talk about. And that's yeah. all we like doing. Like, we love working. I love my clients. But it's just, I had to figure out that I was unhappy doing what I was doing for other people. Like, I'm doing the same thing. Like, I was designing or I was creating brand strategies for other people, but it just wasn't the same as doing it for myself. And I, to me, I just like the visualization of doing things. For me, um, I'm a lot more data-driven um, and a little bit more of a risk-taker, uh, but a lot more, in, I guess, in terms of calculated risk. So for me, looking back, I was like, all right, well, you know... Here are people that I'm working for, and this is my skill set, and this is, you know, how much I'm making them per, like, project or per hour. Um, and I was like, why can't I do that, you know, kind of for myself? And, you know, of course, in looking at the data, what area am I in? Um, do these people understand branding? So it was a very, like, calculated kind of, like, these are the intentional steps that I'm going to take for it. Uh, but I still had to battle procrastination because I'd be like, you know what? I like this job. <laughs> it's right? like David's yeah. life is the <laughs> so battle it's against like, procrastination. I like this job. It's like, you know, pretty cool. When I first came here, it's like, you know, maybe a junior level. Um, now I'm like department lead, collaborating with even HR, kind of like doing all these cool internal initiatives. This is really fun. But I was like, there's still nine hours, 10 hours, and even at the peak, like 90 hours of my week, you know, gone. That I can't, so like, you know, hours. Yeah. yeah. And so it, it was a point where, you know, one year I ended up in the hospital because I overworked myself during, like, the holidays for somebody I was working for at the time. Um, and it was really funny. It was at that moment where I was like, you know what? I think I'm kind of done with this because I was in the hospital. And people who know me is like, all right, when David says something, it's pretty straightforward. It's, yeah. you know, he's not going to be like, oh, yeah, I'm in the hospital because this he is He had fun. never been right? to the yeah, hospital. Yeah, I had never Let's been to the hospital that. for, like, like anything outside gone. of, like, a car accident checkup. But this was like, I'm being admitted into the hospital and there are doctors running around like there's something wrong. 
And yeah, they wanted um, him to like stay. They're like stay overnight. <laughs> they're like there's clearly like you know Intense. something happening. And it was one of the worst migraines I've ever had in my life. Like I couldn't close my eyes. I couldn't keep my eyes open. Ooh. They thought he was having like, an aneurysm. Yeah, that's and basically that's wow. what it was reading. They were like, we need to get him seen. And, and it was um, crazy. when I was, you know, I told the people I was working for, I won't be able to come in. Like, you know, I, I don't even know how I got the message to them. I think I had you text. Yeah, I think them. I messaged them. Um, like, they didn't believe me. And no, when I, I showed. I literally. They wouldn't <laughs> even like send me like my check or whatever. I was like a contractor for them. I had to like. Be he driven was downtown. On drugs, and so right. I drove him downtown to pick up his check, and they Go, and they were like, laughing. Oh, they're like, oh, I can't believe it. it. Yeah. And, and so he, he has medical bracelets all right. in his arm. He's like out of his mind. I'm he's like, like, I would really medication. just like my check right now, and Ooh, I would like to go That would have been and losses. So, <laughs> and so from there, I was like, you know what? It's time for me to kind of like get back to, you know, really doing what I'm passionate about, really helping people. You know. They may not have the full powers to be creative as I am to like launch a couple business ideas every year and you know see where some of them go or whatever the case may be. But I have that power to be able to translate for them that thing that's frustrating them. Like they have this vision, they have this thing that they really want to get out into the world, but it's being held back because they don't know where to begin, they don't know how to start, they don't know how to you know keep going. You know, and so people think that entrepreneurship, oh, it's fun and we can, you know, just hang out and work in our pajamas. Like, literally get dressed every None day. None of us have on pajamas. Yeah. We literally <laughs> Because I'm not at no, I literally put my pajamas on last night, and I told John, I was like, this would be a cute outfit. He just, like, rolled his eyes at me. He's like, I can't deal with you. So, well, pajamas now are more like the leisure, like the sports yeah. leisure, whatever it's called, like athletic leisure. Yeah. So like now it's just, like, terribly wrong sweatpants and, like, crop tops. and mm. No, but yeah. so if, you, if you're looking to make that transition, definitely do the research. Yep. Um, definitely try it out. I mean, like, like I said, before I did it myself, I had been doing yes, it for exactly. quite some time. Um, if you can find someone to mentor you in your industry. Exactly. Find old geezers like and us. Like you said, <laughs> and like you said, like, you know, make sure you're going to commit to it. Like look five years ahead of time, say, I'm happy with the career that I'm in now. And I'm, am I going to be happy in a new career, this new career? Cause sometimes the grass is greener. For me, it definitely wasn't, or it was, or I don't know. How does that work? Yeah, the grass was greener on the other side. But it, it, but it, but it's it, like, it's, but it is greener. Yes. Like it's better yes. over here, but it might not be. Like that's what I'm trying to tell you. Like, but that's it really might not where be. you were watering. So usually, mm, true, yeah. you were watering true. that grass. True, I was watering that grass. <laughs> wow, I thank you. I didn't think about that. That's so funny. look out where you're watering your grass because it yeah. could surprise you. I didn't exactly. realize I was watering my grass yeah. over there. I think about like transitions that I have planned or things that I'm planning in the later part of the year, and I just know those are things that I've been working towards for like two, three, four. That was going to be my next question: is like, do you guys have any big transitions coming up? I do. I'm gonna share mine. Oh. So well, I'm like you guys already know about it, but they don't know, and I'm not gonna share a lot about it because it's kind of like under wraps, but. There is going to be kind of an extension of, on my blog, Charismatic Concepts, I have a series called Women in Business, and there's going to kind of be an in-person extension of that that Angel's going to be a part of. 
So that will kind of be late spring, early summer. So that's kind of another role that I'm taking on in a transition that just, like I said, it's very organic and makes sense. So I'm really excited about that. So, okay, you go. Well, I'll let David go because you're always cooking something like a clock. He's um, like Walter White. He's always cooking something. black. Tell people this black man is like Walter White. I know, right? Come for us. So this year, um, I'm actually going for blood. Um, <laughs> okay, listen. So, no, I'm being, I'm being very honest. Like, for years, like, I'm very frustrated with myself at, like, this point. Um, for years, like, I've sat on goals, like, things that I've dreamed on, things that I've had, like, opportunity to, you know, just do once I, like, push myself out of, like, my fear zone. Um, so this year, it's just kind of, like, I'm going all out at everything. Like, my little motto is think bigger be more ambitious, um, and what is it, be more loving and patient, or something like that. You're um, like, go for the blood and love. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, it's one of those things where this year, um, I'm relaunching my personal podcast on creating, you know, social good, social entrepreneurship. Um, that's going to be fun, and I'm going to have you guys appear on that as well. Yay, um, because we're good and, people. <laughs> yeah. We're great at talking. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. Good conversation. Um, additionally, uh, launching mentorship programs. It's been something that, you know, for a long while I've really wanted to really engage like the generation after and kind of give them a way to say, here's how I can be a designer, but I'm not locked into being just a graphic designer. I have the ability to, you know, I could become a project manager. Don't know why anyone would kind of want to go that route, but it's fun. It could be fun for you. Um, you know, you could end up being a UX architect. You could end up doing a whole bunch of different things in the creative field. You may even find that you love designing things, but you want to do photography because it helps take your skill set to like another level. Um, so mentorships, uh, podcasts, what else do we have? We have my second book, which I'm writing. Uh, it was supposed to be launching earlier this That's year. That's exciting. Yes. I still it's... have been writing my first book for, like, ever, and you're already <laughs> on your second. Well, there's, like, a year gap between, like, the first one and the second one, so it's, yeah. you know, it's one of those things. You're speaking. Oh, yeah. I'm speaking um, coming up next month by the time this airs, I guess. Well, no. Nope. No. No, we, we don't want to do that. That's right. This, air, this airs this tomorrow. This airs, like, tomorrow. <laughs> That's right. That is right. <laughs> So, speaking next month, uh, apply to speak at a couple other places as well. Um, want to travel more. Want to kind of get out of Orlando and kind of help speak about some of the cool things that are happening here. Because right. people don't yeah. realize that there's Spread more the to Orlando than, you know, what they see. It's not just all Disney. It's not just all, you know, theme parks. You actually have a really vibrant and growing startup community. Very tech-related. Very health and fitness-related. Um a lot of families are moving here to do a lot of cool things and get their kids, hopefully, on the right path in life. Um, and just be able to provide opportunities for that. Um, photography, actually, is something that I'm going to be doing a lot more of this year. Um, switching a little bit from nature photography to people. Um, that's going to be a very interesting transition. He doesn't like taking pictures. No, I don't. No. <laughs> so why are you doing that? <laughs> well... I want to do kind of like a series of highlighting people around Orlando that okay. are, you know, doing interesting things, but may not be like out in the forefront with yeah. news or whatever. And like just taking pictures and, you know, engaging with them. There's a friend of mine up in New York that's doing like something similar and like exposing them to like communities and getting them out there. Um, so I want to kind of do that 
it helps, you know, connect me one-on-one so I don't have to deal with large groups of people. Yes, um, I feel you on that. So that may be pretty good. Uh, and outside of that, there are a couple other things that I'm just kind of sitting here. going to let so you guys figure it out. So he's just making us look like we're yeah, really lazy, so, by the way. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> right. there's two things. And David's like, I'm going to do all the things this year. So <laughs> he's like, please right, take a Oh, start. I forgot. <laughs> I will be launching my first uh, course on personal oh, branding awesome. this year as well. So that's either by the end of January or the end of February. Probably. Right now. Yeah. So it, it could happen Anytime. at any given moment. <laughs> at, so, some point. <laughs> at some point. At some point. You'll know happen. about it. Um, so yeah, I mean, this year it's really about just helping people, connecting with cool people, working a lot more with people I enjoy being around. Um, just taking it as far as, you know, God will allow us to take it. So, Angel, what transitions do you see in the future for you? In the future. Um, I want my kid to do gymnastics. It's just not related, but I found, like, the biggest, like, Well, see, I'm sure that every stage of motherhood is, like, a new transition. Well, they're like, once they know how to walk, they can come. And I'm like, every day, I'm like, take more than one step so that (laughs) we can get you in class. Or, like, we drove by yesterday, and I got really excited, and then I was like, I should not be this excited. So you're going to have, like, that's a huge transition from having a baby that sits on the ground to having a walking baby that can do, like, backflips and things. (laughs) Or just walk. I mean, I'm just (laughs) focusing on that part. You're like, I'm just, no, that's not really, um, but speaking of things, it's a fitness-related thing. I'm not going to talk about it too much, because it's not until, like, October that I'm thinking about doing it, but I'm excited because it's something that's been in the pipeline for a couple of years. I mean, we're really healthy people. We talk about, I think, working out maybe every podcast. (laughs) It's our favorite thing to do, and there are things that I'm working on, but I am, um, we'll talk, we'll see. We'll see how it happens. I'm going to talk about it. And then I, like, also applied to a couple of um, conferences that I would never apply to because they're blogging conferences and I always think why would I apply to a blogging conference and the answer is because you've been blogging for 10 years let's say you're a great <laughs> blogger and you're very informative and your newsletter gives me life so which is exciting so I'm really I really hope that this is one that I get because it, it's a really great it's a really great conference like it's really cool so I'm really excited about it and they the topics that they were requesting for for speakers to talk about are things that I've spoken about before in the past okay and so it's like pick me Awesome. I want to be there. So, and traveling more, like we said. Yeah. We yeah. have trips. Trips so. and trips Definitely and trips. travel. <laughs> but now we're in Atlanta, so that's exciting. Yes, that's, that is happening. That needs that's to happen happening. This year. All the food. All right, guys. Well, thank you so much for listening. Uh, we loved having David on. Hopefully, we'll have him on more often. If yeah, he I think we need us. to have like the husbands on one time. Well, David has like a like a velvety chocolate smooth podcast voice. <laughs> when I hear myself on a podcast, I'm like, guys, why are you even friends with me? Like, do you hear that? But David's like, hello, I'm David. So. <laughs> It's really awesome. So I'm oh like, hopefully word. he helps, you know, get our, our listener count up because yeah. I just want to hear his, like, velvet him, voice. Like, all the whole time. Like, <laughs> his face right now. Like, he's like, oh I my God, please don't call my voice. I can't wait for us to get a whole bunch of more subscribers because we're going to use I know. Voice. One day we're just going to feature, like, only, like, a whole bunch of velvety <laughs> voice chocolate men. Just the whole, That's going to be the oh whole gosh. podcast and we're just going to ask some questions. Welcome so to Hard Hustle Chocolate. Chocolate edition. So as you guys know, you can tweet us at heart hustle pod 
said, you can check us out on Facebook and Instagram at Heart and Hustle Podcast. And I want to mention to you guys um, to follow us on Periscope at our names, Chris Moran and Angelica Yard, because um, we're going to be doing fun little things there that have to do with the podcast here and now, like now and again. So just you know, go sign up for it now and follow us, and you'll probably see a, a Periscope on there in the next week yeah, or so. so. Which is exciting. And Yay. also, we are doing um, blog posts often at Heart and Hustle Podcast. Yeah, we have a really cute um, print that Angel made us that is really awesome. It says, Dream Big, Work Hard, Repeat, which is our tagline and our motto and just pretty much how we live life. So go ahead and download that for free. Put it in your office. Make it extra cute. And be looking out for more freebies that we're going to be posting on there probably weekly. And awesome. send them pictures when you do. <laughs> yes! <laughs> and that's use right. the hashtag <laughs> yes. boss so hard. It's so awesome. Alright guys, we'll see you next week. Thank you. Bye.